0: You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me,
1: Laura Broderick.
2: It feels like the clock is moving back and at the same time, people are running faster and faster and faster and, and staying still, really, and, and it's just not just a loss of opportunity for those children to get that experience of being in good quality childcare. it's not just a loss of opportunity for those moms and those women particularly but all families to be able to reach their full potential it's a massive loss to the economy and we know the economy's in a mess so it just seems like child's play to look at how we let people reach their full potential and provide the infrastructure that would allow it
0: So welcome listeners, it's a rainy day in Newcastle for March of the Mummies on the 29th of October 2022 and I'm here joining the Newcastle March um, with one of the organisers, Beth Hazen, who is a trustee of Pregnant Then Screwed, um, who are the the organisers of the whole shebang up and down the country. Um, So hi Beth, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I wish it wasn't raining, but you know. We'll survive. We'll make the most of it. Um, So Beth, tell us a little bit about March of the Mummies. What's the context? Why are Pregnant Then Screwed organising this?
1: So Pregnant Then Screwed organising this in 11 cities across the UK. We've had 16,000 people sign up to march and we're demanding the government take notice of working mothers and working families and we want them to put a plan in place. We're marching because we have three demands. We want affordable, quality childcare, We want a ring fence, properly paid paternity for all parents, and we want flexible working for all jobs as default standard.
0: Amazing, sound very decent request to me. Um, And we're about to march in about half an hour's time. How many people are you expecting to
1: join the Newcastle March? We had 600 people sign up in total, which is great, but I think the fact that 16,000 have signed up means you've got a lot of angry families and angry parents.
0: That is very true. And what's special about the Newcastle March? This is your hometown, right? This is your home city. And what do you feel like the Newcastle crowd's going to bring to it? Even if we're smaller, you know, what's going to give us the might
1: here in Newcastle? Oh, we're Geordies. You know how loud we are.
0: (laughs) I'm really looking forward to joining the March. Hopefully I'll get to speak to some of your presenters later on. You've got some speeches, right? Tell us who's coming up to kind of speak
1: later on. We've got Sarah Bryson um, from Citizens UK, we have Catherine McKinnell, MP, we've got Mel Wilson. So Beth, we've got this fantastic
0: march, we've got these speakers, we've got all the, the mums and the dads all ready to march about these topics and these demands. Why is it important to you personally? I know you're a trustee of Pregnant Then Group, but what is it that is driving you?
1: Um, fury, really. I want the government and I want the Prime Minister to take Ambitious women and release the ambition of women seriously, and I want them to understand the impact that has on the economy. And I think me, like a lot of other uh, working mothers, have felt, you know, frustrated because logistically and financially, childcare and the job that you worked for for so many years doesn't make sense to you anymore. So that's why I'm passionate. Amazing, thank you, Bear. Catch up with you later on. Bye. Fantastic. See
0: you on the march. Okay we're getting ready to march and I'm joined by Erin Parker-Leonard who's a councillor for North Tyneside and is one of the speakers at today's march and she's marching first so she's not prepping to speak just yet so that's why I've managed to grab her time for a couple of minutes to say um, something about the march and why it's special to her so hi Erin how are you? I'm good, thanks. A little bit of rain, but that's not going to put us off. Definitely no. not in Newcastle. No, <laughs> definitely not. That's what Beth said as well. So we're just going for it. Um, so you're a speaker today. Um, I assume that's linked to your role as a counsellor. So um, do you want to just tell our listeners a little bit about your role as a counsellor and why you're marching today and
3: what's important to you about March of the Mummies? Yeah, no problem. Um, so I became a counsellor almost four years ago. Um, and... To me, it was really important. It's in my politics, is in my family, and so my dad was a councillor in Heaton, and I remember going around with him, delivering leaflets, people knocking on our, on our doors, looking for their local councillor, and so that really did inspire me as well. Um, and it just so happened at the time I became a councillor, I was also pregnant with our first child. So me and my wife were expecting our first child, and it was really it made it more important for me to become a councillor to stand up for her, okay. um, she's not going to have a voice, she didn't have a voice when she's in my belly and she's, you know, as a, as a child we need more mums' voices, mm-hmm. um, I knew it was going to be difficult and it was difficult and it still is difficult, but I think it's very important, so I think it was really important for me to make sure that not just my children had a voice but other mums' children had voices yeah. um, and other mums had voices as well, we all know how busy it is being a mom. Um, since then I've had, we've had another little girl. Since I became a councillor, we actually, um, I got involved with the Labour Women's Network and they had a campaign regarding baby leave for councillors. I took that on board and read up about that and um, instigated that being passed at council. So uh, that was my first motion to council, uh, going a little bit political there. No? Um, but that's when we, a councillor can request something that they would like the council to, 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 do. Um, and so we got that passed. And then I just quite helpfully got pregnant to test it out. So I was the first councillor to take baby leave in North Tyneside, which also threw up its challenges and some learning points. But it's been great because the chief exec um, and the mayor have been really good at listening to those learning points. And so you know. Next step is then in implementing implement those and making it even easier for the next woman to do so.
0: That's so interesting because I've heard talk about you know issues that MPs have in terms of parental leave and you know I'm sure people who are following Pregnant Then Screwed have seen some of those kind of stories. But actually thinking on a really local level about being a counsellor and how you manage that sort of political life and parenting. It's really interesting. So I hope you get to, to share some of those learning points beyond North Tyneside and yeah, it's great.
3: Um, and your, your kids are with you today, is that right? Yes, yes. So my wife and kids are with me today. My is here volunteering as a steward too. Um, so it's usually a family affair, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah,
0: no, it's amazing. Like, and I know listeners can't see everybody, but there is like a real family atmosphere building ready for us to start the march. There's loads of kids here in their Halloween costumes and their umbrellas and it, it's very sweet to see. So So Erin I really look forward to hearing your speech later on and um, yeah please keep in touch with Mother all Solutions. Thanks Erin. Thanks so much. Thanks for your time. Bye. Okay it's it's gearing up now ready to march and I've found another fantastic speaker so I'm joined by Mel Wilson. So hi Mel.
4: Hi. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good actually yeah it's um, weather's a bit damp but uh, everyone seems to be in good spirits. Looks to be a good day. Excellent. And you're speaking at the end of
0: the march. Um, Set the scene. I can see from your jacket, you're a, a union person, the communications union. What's your work role? What do you do as your kind of day job? And then why are you marching today?
4: Yeah, that's right. I'm a national uh, union rep for the Communication Workers Union. Um, I'm based um, across the northeast in call centres for EE and BT, um, and my role is to help members, and, and particularly in the call centre environment where you know flexible working is something that that parents want, parents need, um, and so really what I want, I'm going to be talking about today is maternity leave um, and. The, you know the rubbish amount that it pays um, flexible working which is obviously something that, that's really important to parents these days and um, particularly when we've come out with the pandemic we've shown that, that it can work and that it works successfully for families um, so yeah No they're amazing asks and
0: it's very interesting that you're specifically representing a group around maternity is it, is it kind of within your union members are a lot of them on just statutory maternity pay or are you finding that some do get enhanced
4: maternity pay How, what's the kind of general feel Certainly within our call centres uh, in EE and BT they do get some enhanced maternity packages Um, but you know it's not for a a long time Um, and so then they do drop down to statutory maternity pay so it, it can be an issue for a lot of mums in the call centre environment. And I don't know, Mel, maybe you noticed
0: yesterday, but there was the bill, the employer relations bill started around flexible working. I mean, it's still some way to go, but that's asking for right to flexible working from day one rather than having to wait the kind of typical six months that it has been. Do you think that would make a difference? Is that something you've been following and thinking about, Mel?
4: Yeah I think you know it, it does go way into addressing the problems with flexible working I don't think it goes anywhere near far enough um, you, you know it's great that you'd be able to request it from day one um, but I think that you know currently now when, when you're requesting flexible working there's still so many hoops to jump through and I think that really needs addressing. So
0: interesting Mel and I really look forward to hearing you speak today and just before you go who are you marching with?
4: I'm marching with the Communication Workers Union, um, March of the Mummies, um, alongside obviously Pregnant and then Screwed, um, and it's going to be a great day, and hopefully we'll hear some really great speakers. Amazing, and you're with your family as well, aren't you Mel? I am, I've got, I've got four children, I've brought two of them today, yeah. Excellent, well hopefully I'll, maybe I'll get them on the mic later on, yeah? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Possibly. <laughs> All
0: right, bye
4: Mel, thank you. Brilliant, thank you, bye. bye.
0: So we are about to march, and I found a fantastic mum and baby to talk to, so um,
5: Tell me why you're marching. Well, tell me your name first and why you're marching. Um, My name's Rachel. I'm here with Jack. And we're marching today because we want the government to take childcare seriously and see an investment in childcare is actually an investment in the future and an investment in the economy.
0: Amazing. So how old is your baby? Is your baby currently he's, in childcare he's or
5: ten months. He's supported by a very complex lattice work of childcare um, across grandparents. We're really fortunate that we've got grandparents but he's in nursery as well. I have to work long days so I can take a day off with him and if any of that falls down then I'm screwed. <laughs> pregnant then screwed right
0: mm-hmm. so you you are demanding a better system for you and your family and you want it to happen quickly right is
5: that right Rachel? Uh, yes absolutely if not for him then for the next one that we have but childcare costs are always okay. going to come into that and that shouldn't be why people are
0: choosing to not have children.
2: Yeah.
0: No, thank you so much for speaking to us Rachel and I think we're about to march so um, I'll, let, I'll let you go but lovely to meet you and lovely to meet you Jack. <laughs> bye.
2: Double, double, toil and trouble, double, double, time and trouble.
3: Parental, leave in a Parental leave is in a muddle Had a baby now, knew pregnant and screwed, it's just not fair. Pregnant then <laughs> screwed, it's just not fair
5: I just think the future's too important with the kids and it's so hard for mums everywhere to be able to support themselves, support the families. I just, we need more help. Families need more help to be able to support the children and support the future. We
4: keep
3: working to pay child care. We keep working to pay child care. On and on and on it goes again. We keep working. Yep, to pay child care. We keep working to pay child care. We keep working to pay child care.
6: On and on and on it goes great. Um, why am I marching? Yeah. Um, the system's broken. I've got two kids, I work full time. I wouldn't have been able to afford my second child if I went for enhanced maternity pay at my company. Yeah. Um, so we had to wait to have my second child until um we could afford yeah. childcare, yeah. really. So I'm doing it for them too, I'm doing it for me. The system's just broken. And it's, it's so stressful, right? When you're in that moment. Yeah. Um, um, I've returned back to work six months ago, and I was doing 37.5 hours over four days. And I've admitted I've actually broke this week, and um, I'm going back to five days next week. So it's going to be making me worse off for childcare. But I can't do it. I can't do nine half-hour days over four days and then be a mum as well. Are you lucky that you can find nursery places? Because I know some people today have been saying they just can't find nursery oh, really? places. No, we've been lucky. We've gone to the same nurseries my son went to. And um, they're fab, do you mean, and we've got flexibility there. So it's not that, it's the issue with, it's just obviously childcare costs. And, um, yeah. And yeah, we haven't got family members to really help us. got the places, other people don't have the places, but those nursery workers,
0: we need to demand that they're better paid because it seems to me that they're basically just struggling as well to
6: do their jobs. It's like all just broken really, isn't it? I don't understand whether they're less paid than secondary school teachers when they're helping the, f- the first four years of a child's life is the most important. We keep working to pay childcare and on and on and on it goes. Not. We keep working to pay childcare, we keep working
2: to pay child care, we keep working to pay child care and on and on and on 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 it goes, on On and on, on and on and on it goes two more, on On and on and on it goes,
6: one,
7: on On and on 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 and on it goes Keep up the fight people, thank you so much for coming, we love you, have a good day, thank you so much
0: Okay so the speeches have just finished at the end of the March of the Mummies and um, I had a fab talk with two ladies on the way down and um, so I'm here to, to record their, um, well their stories basically um, so hello to you both. Um, can you introduce yourselves to the mic please? Um, yep yeah. so I'm Natalie and I am a mum of three
5: and I'm Sophie and I have two children.
0: Amazing. It was so good to talk to you. And on the way down, you were telling me a little bit about your situation. So you are on the March of the Mummies, Newcastle, but you live in Teesdale. And there was a particular issue you were talking about, about um, childcare
7: places. Do you want to tell us a bit more, Natalie? Um, Yeah, so um, the specific place that we live in um, now, after lockdown and after lack of investment from many different people only has one um, child care provider that can take babies and um, the rest are from two years plus and there are two child minders now which means that you have to have your baby's name down before they are even born um, and currently the only spaces they have open in September 2023 so And how has that impacted on you personally then Natalie? Um, So for me it really meant that going back to work in my previous role was going to be a struggle because I couldn't find anywhere that my child could go. I've got a six-month-old, and I basically was struggling massively for childcare. Um, Luckily, I've managed to find a a job where I can go and take my child with me, and um, that's brilliant, but the problem is that it starts in two weeks' time, which means that my maternity leave, instead of being a year, is being cut short to six months so that I can get that position for my child and position for me, basically. So it sounds like it's not your your preference it's not your ideal and it wasn't your plan I think I think I'll really enjoy the job and I will really enjoy the role and I'm really glad that I've got the job but obviously it's just not ideal that like I had to sort of leave the other job that I equally enjoyed um, just because there was no provision for childcare at all and, and that basically there's just nothing is there in our area it's
5: not a lot it's that it's really difficult and i think it's very difficult because there's a lot of younger families as well um where we live um and there is still quite a lot of child poverty yeah um so it's quite difficult for children to even children to get into nursery as well a lot of children are at home and it's important for them to have that option to get into childcare too so your children with like your three hours from age two they're not they're not getting in because people are there first so it's it's impacting them negatively as well as well as people like us who have have the option to send them if we could
7: it's, yeah it's, and I was just going to say it's not like a city where if you can't get your child into like your first choice of childcare provider there's another one like round the corner it's like where we are if you can't get your child in there are no other options it's like that's it and grandparents a lot of them are still working because you're in an area where grandparents still need to work and you know you can't always rely on them so it's hard and lots of mums just don't, don't go back, back to work yeah. and from the speeches
0: because this is the end of the March um, people did bring that up Sarah Bryson talked about like
5: child poverty in the Northeast mm-hmm. and it's, it's massive I work in a really deprived area and it's yeah. just it's absolutely terrifying what's happening to children every day our priority is keeping children alive and we should be educating them and we're worried about keeping them alive keeping it's them really and really safe fed. Holes in the shoes, all sorts yeah. of him. Sort of so it is, there's so many
0: layers to this. It's about us having flexibility and choice in the careers, but it's also about keeping those kids safe and yeah
5: yeah. because they're forgotten in a lot of it the children who kind of slip under the rug you don't you don't think because they're not fighting their mums might not might not have ever worked and things but then also not prioritizing their education they're not prioritizing getting them where they need to be and with health health visitors and things just not being there all of these services have disappeared all of these services have totally been destroyed so these children aren't they aren't safe and they're not then that future generation won't have that voice. Like she said, they're born into poverty and they will be adults in poverty. They won't move out of poverty. There's no way. There's no way that those children will move
0: and so that was Sarah Bryson talking about the poverty yeah. but we also heard from Catherine McKinnell who's an MP for Newcastle North a Labour MP and she was talking a lot about um, just the economics as well and kind of like getting more women into work also boosts and yeah. things so that was really interesting well, I'm, to hear.
5: I'm probably different to everyone else because I returned to work after what six months of both of my children and I've been very much like the career person in our family so it kind of flips it that way but I'll never forget my boss in my job after I'd had my second child Odette she said oh it's brilliant you know you're so Good, you're so good at your job, you'd never know you were a parent, and that really stopped me because I I like totally ignore the fact that I'm a parent completely. Like, I was all about working for the family, and in the end. Um, when we went into lockdown, I just had to go straight into doing my job at home, which I was a teacher and no other teachers did because I was working in the independent sector. Um, In the end I had a massive, massive burnout and that was it and ended up crying in a cupboard well, crying everywhere, in the cupboard, out the cupboard and we gave up and moved home, moved home because we couldn't do it without family support and it's that we were on our own, and I was working that like mad. My husband was caring for the children, um, but there was no. We couldn't survive. Couldn't survive without more help. It just was impossible. When they were under the nursery age, they just they couldn't even get into a nursery. Um, so it was really tricky, yeah. And what you've both said just shows
0: why today's been so important. I think you know you've highlighted a lot of different issues there. So thank you so much. Yeah, and yeah, and enjoy the rest of your day. So lovely to meet you both. So bye-bye. Thank Take you. care. Thank Thanks you. Thanks Bye. So it's the end of March of the Mummies. Um, I've heard from speakers me. at the beginning. I've heard from participants along the
2: way. But I'm now delighted to be joined by MP Catherine McKinnell. So hello to you, Catherine. Hello. Hi. It's great to be here today. It really is a privilege to be part of this brilliant display of solidarity from mums, from parents, from grandparents, who are all affected by the ridiculous situation that we have that for too many people it's just too expensive to go to work you're paying for the privilege yeah and you are very vocal
0: about childcare in your role as an mp and your role as the chair of the petitions committee and um, so why is it so important to you on a personal level obviously you're an mp but why is it special to you why do you campaign for this
2: so before I was elected I worked and I had two young children and I you know experienced the same things everyone does of finding the right childcare finding childcare that you can afford finding childcare that works around you know having to do the hours that you need to do in your job and I know how challenging it is and obviously the juggle only got more significant as I moved between London and Newcastle for my current role so you know I've lived and breathed this but really for me I've seen it get worse and that's what bothers me like we should be moving forward yet it feels like we're moving backwards and more women as the statistics show very clearly are dropping out of the workplace than joining it and th- there's been a steady progress over the last you know 20, 30 years of uh, an upward trajectory of women being able to work fulfil their potential those that choose to of course not everyone wants to and we're seeing that go backwards so it feels like the clock is moving back and at the same time people are running faster and faster and faster and and staying still really and and it's just not just a loss of opportunity for those children to get that experience of being in good quality childcare. it's not just a loss of opportunity for those moms and those women particularly but all families to be able to reach their full potential it's a massive loss to the economy and we know the economy's in a mess so it just seems like child's play to look at how we let people reach their full potential and provide the infrastructure that would allow it and that's you know we talk about trains buses cars airports we don't talk about childcare. you can't get to work without it Exactly. And as you pointed out then, and you,
0: you said in your speech at the end of the March, it is very much a holistic issue. It's for mums, it's for dads, it's for the kids themselves, it's for the families as a whole, and then the wider picture of the economy. So what, what do you think we can do to make improvements at government level? What would you say should be happening?
2: So I think, first of all, we need the government to acknowledge there's a problem. I don't think they do. I think they keep throwing pockets of money at things and it's not solving the problem. I think it's a broken system. It needs fundamentally looked at. And that is what the Pregnant Then Screwed petition was looking at and what we called for in Parliament. And the government said no. So they turned down the opportunity to take that more holistic approach. I think they need to rethink that. Um, I also think there are some really simple things that could happen very quickly. The government have promised legislation on uh, reducing the discrimination against pregnant and new mums. They haven't brought that in. Their own evidence shows it's needed. They haven't done it. They've been distracted. And that's what really frustrates me. Whilst the government spend all their time in chaos, we're not moving forward on these issues. And we're not helping people to build their own lives and their own futures. and, And really, that's what a government should be for. But it feels like... They're standing in the way of that progress rather than, you know, helping families move
0: forward. No, it's very much, it came through strongly, that idea of moving forward now. And hopefully today's march up and down the country, we're in Newcastle, but, you know, the the, the kind of core of the London March and then all the other cities that have participated will have hopefully raised the profile of a lot of these issues. So thank you, Catherine. Thank Thank you for for speaking at the event and thank you for talking to me now. Um, Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
6: most moments here in
5: Monument, Newcastle.